Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at what's happening in local sport with me, Jason Harrison and Tim Morris. The Mansell Town back in action tomorrow after a fortnight off. We hear from midfielder Jamie Maguire who says they're ready for a return. We're sitting in seventh place. We're in a healthy position, as you say. Big game Saturday, probably one of the biggest games in, in League 2. You need these games, the games you want to play in. So um, the boys are all buzzing. As you say, they're looking fresh. We've been working hard and, um, and we're really looking forward to the game Saturday. We'll also hear from boss Adam Murray on rumours linking him to League 1 Warsaw. He says they're not true, but he's flattered at any level at any club to be linked with vacancies especially to clubs in high leagues it shows that the club's doing well not just me as a manager I think that's credit to the, the players more than anybody they're the ones that I drive the ship they're the ones that have to carry out the game plans and put the performances in also tonight we're here from Mansfield sidecar brothers Ben and Tom Birchall as they pick up a major accolade this week and from an ice hockey player who's made the move from Sheffield Steelers to Nottingham Panthers all that plus the Mansfield Town weekly prize draw the sports talk predictor and Morris's minute moan means it's another packed show and we're underway. Very good evening and welcome to uh, Sports Talk here at Mansfield 103.2, the start of your sporting weekend. Uh, Tim Morris, get yourself sorted. Get your mic in front of your mouth, that's it. There we go, sorted. Are you right, Tim? Can I come out of that studio now? Oh, well, you're in you're in Studio One. For people who didn't see it last uh, or hear it last week, I should say, uh, we had such a big sort of amount of guests in here last week that we had to throw you into Studio Two, didn't we? So Banished. You're, you're back here in Studio One. So does it feel a lot better? Definitely. Yeah. Mm, It'd be I nice don't... if I could hear you through the. Uh... Oh, uh, right. Headphones, but uh, you know, hey ho. Hold on, there we go. Is that better? <laughs> That's better. You know yeah. what? That sounded like, like the um, Friday Night Football Forum Extra podcast. It yeah. always used to start like that, it's didn't good, it? As well? good to, yeah, without, without anybody knowing what was happening. <laughs> no, it's good to be back. Uh, you know what? I think I don't want you in here tonight. <laughs> I think I got used to you being in Studio <laughs> 2 uh, last week. So go on, go on, take okay. off, get, get out, go in Studio oh. 2. Al, producer Alex, go and get him. Get I know him. my go place. On, go on, get back in there. <laughs> get that sorted. We'll get Tim sorted out in <laughs> Studio 2. He's off. Go on. Bye, Tim! And uh, we'll sort all that out shortly. But let's uh, find out what's been happening in the world of sport today uh, with James Brandon. Mansfield town boss Adam Murray says it's great to have striker Chris Beardsley almost fully fit from injury. The front man has been forced to sit on the sidelines in recent weeks and Murray admits they've missed his more physical approach up front. But he told us that Beardsley, who came on as a sub in their last game, is still a long way from starting a match. He had a stress factor in his shin, which has took time to heal. We've got to manage him and his training loads, so it will take him a, a little bit to get up to where he can play 70, 80, 90 minutes. But what he does do, he's sitting against Barnett, he come on for five minutes, got his nose broke, smashed three or four people, held the ball up, and he takes a lot of pressure off the other forward boys. Mansfield Town's youngsters know who they'll face if they cause an upset in the next round of the FA Youth Cup. The Stags face Sunderland at the One Course Stadium next Friday night, with the winners drawn to be at home to Norwich in the fourth round. John Dempster's side have beaten Cambridge City and Dereham Town so far in the competition, but now have a tough challenge against Premier League opposition. Bournemouth manager Eddie Howe says he spent little time celebrating their victory at Chelsea. They face Manchester United this weekend, sitting outside the relegation zone on goal difference. Howe says any pleasure he gets from success is always fleeting. A win last seconds and then you're on preparing for the next game and you have to, it has to be that way because you can't wallow in success um, and wins. You, you have to focus on the next challenge and making sure everyone's prepared and in the right frame of mind to tackle this one. Centre-back Jack Hobbs is back from suspension for Nottingham Forest's trip to Wolves tonight in the Championship, but boss Dougie Friedman may stick with an unchanged side after three wins in their last four matches. That means Michael Mancian and Matt Mills are likely to keep their starting places in defence. And in ice hockey, the Nottingham Panthers start three nights in Scotland tonight in the Elite League. A match at Dundee Stars is followed by a trip to Brayhead Clan tomorrow and Fife Flyers on Sunday. Defenceman Sam Oakford says they can't underestimate what's coming up. It's a massive weekend. I think if we're going to be in contention for trophies at the end of the year, then this is where we're going to have to uh, come out and play our best. It's a tough stretch. You know, we're going to have bus legs and, and whatnot, so we're going to have to make sure we're, we're sharp and, and we play our best in all three games. That's your Mansfield 103.2 Sports Update. I'm James Brandon. There's local news at the top of the hour. Thanks, James. And let's uh, check in, shall we, to Studio 2. Uh, are you there, Tim? 
Hello. Oh, yes, he is in the studio too. <laughs> you know, you know what? I think this is a goer. Uh, this is this is much better. Yeah, <laughs> this reminds me of being away. Yeah, you know, like an away fan with the Stags, and we always play better away from home. So I'm staying here. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel that you'll probably contribute better by being on your own in studio too. Definitely. Yeah. You know what? This is no, no difference at all to the <laughs> listeners. Again, we don't care about this. But there we go. That's right. How's, how's your week been, Tim? By the way. Okay. Apart from a trip to the dentist this morning. Oh dear. What was all that about? Uh, well, just a check up. But you know, one of the places I dislike going. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the people there. But you know, nobody likes a dentist, do they? Oh, that I've seen. You got anything need doing? Fortunately, no. Touch wood. Well, so, there you go. Oh, good. fantastic trip to the dentist then. But what about sporting wise? I mean, uh, Mansell Town. There's not been a lot going on. We'll talk a bit more about it shortly. Yeah. But uh, finally, back in action tomorrow. Chomping at the bit. It seems a long, long two weeks since we last played, didn't it? And we didn't discuss them last week, did we? But you know, what I would have said was, who was it who predicted two weeks ago <laughs> we would go to Barnet and win? Uh, I, I can't remember. Who was it? <laughs> that was myself. Oh, I was said, it? Oh, right. Okay. I can. I probably go through the number of times when you've been wrong many, many <laughs> times. Uh, and I'm sure we, we'll go through that in the Sports Talk Predictor as well, how many times you were wrong last week yeah. as well with the guests. But, it, but the important thing was, it kept up a fantastic away record this season, not just results, but performances as well. You can count on, you know, a couple of fingers on one hand the number of bad performances away from home this season, and, and it's phenomenal, really. Yeah, it is indeed. Well, we'll talk more about the Stags after six o'clock. We'll be hearing from Stags boss Adam Murray and from the midfielder Jamie Maguire. I don't know about... I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting scared and lonely in here now, I must say. <laughs> Uh, I'll see how it goes, uh, because uh, if you've not uh, been following us from the start, for some reason, Tim Morris, I've thrown him into Studio <laughs> 2 this week, and we're in separate rooms. I don't know if this is working or what, but we'll get it shortly sorted out. Uh, let's uh, talk about the Sports Recognition Awards then this week. Mansell Sycar Brothers Ben and Tom Birchall count an excellent 2015 by winning the major prize at this year's awards. So the pair were named Sports Person of the Year at the event at the John Fretwell Centre on Monday night, and they told Mansell 1, 2.2's Tony Delahunty they were thrilled. Really, I'm privileged about this tonight. You know, there's some real great people here, and you know, the volunteers and everybody who's, who's been nominated. You know, they, they all deserve an award. It's it's been great to, to be invited and a real honour to win it. You're carrying that, but there's something you'd far rather be carrying at the end of next season, isn't there? Yeah, let's hope that it's a gold World Championship medal. <laughs> world Championship, is it on? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We've got a lot in place we've already done quite a bit of testing so it's we're, we're in as, as good a place we've ever been we, I needed to pull out of it this year and just sort of regroup it's, it's difficult we, we don't run off a very big budget and as I said we get a lot of help locally and it's, uh, it's just given us a bit more time to pull things together we had a real good TT concentrated on that and I now know what tools we need to go back to TT and uh, we should we should be good. Close season. What do you actually do apart from working on the bike? Do you do fitness stuff, things like that? Yeah, yeah. We're always on his mountain bikes. We do quite a bit uh, that way. On it just keeps you keeps your brain ticking over. We're going Cheryl Pines a lot. You know, that's a, a great local place to, to be at. And there's all sorts of trails and stuff that we can do locally. So yeah, it's a big part of it. You know, it keeps you keeps you mentally fit, keeps you strong, and, and keeps the body going. Who's the fastest on the mountain bike of you two? <laughs> That'd be me, I'm always in front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in front in races as well, that's the joke between between the two of you. If you get a double next year, TT and World Championship, is that possible or is it difficult to concentrate on both? Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible, just, you know, each event is as important as the next one sort of thing, so you know, we'll concentrate on what needs to be concentrated on at the time. Like, like Ben said, we, we've got good experience now, what you need to win a TT, and so we've got some of that under his belt already, so... We'll just go into whatever we, we do, you know, we open eyes and, and try as best. If there was another championship, who's got the most broken and damaged bones in the body? It's you, isn't it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to pack that career in, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we, it's part of the job, isn't it? You know, you can't expect to, to ride a motorbike or a sidecar and not come away with a few ailments. But it, at the minute, it's not slowing us down. In another 20 years' time, it might. At <laughs> uh, one stage, you said to me that one day you might actually drive the bike I mean I'm, I bet you have on practice days and things like that have you swapped places on any of those days <laughs> no he won't let me <laughs> I'd get my own back if he if if let me no it, it, we're just good at what we do you know we'll, we'll leave it as it is and try and win a few more trophies 2009 was the world championship was it not yeah it was yeah and then we finished in top three in world championships since then so we're, we're ready for another that's for sure tell me you know as it gets nearer to the start of the season you'll you'll obviously try and do a lot of testing there's a lot of cold days of testing at places like I imagine Mallory and Silverstone Donington yeah yeah um, it's always tricky to, to sort of test at this time of year in England because you know you are up against weather 
So if budget allows it, you know, if we try and get somewhere with a bit of sunshine, um, and then that way you can put the machine through its paces properly, you know, and get some data recorded. You've talked about Team Mansfield. I mean, I know you get some really good support going to races, and we're always getting calls about give the virtuals more coverage and things like that. <laughs> Have you got a supporters club? No, we haven't, but we, we sort of... We're going to get a few more things in place. Um, Kev Newton from Event Maker, who runs hospitality, he's also a Mansfield-based lad. He's helping us along with that. He's ran race teams in past, and he got to Grand Prix level with, with a solo team, and he's, he's going to help us just with organisation and running of things. Sort of, we concentrate on the bike a little bit more, and and we can then bring things like that into place. And another local company, Tech Max, they're going to help, continue to help us with our clothing and things, and just to allow people to, to be supporters of us, you know, and, and have a bit of merchandise or, a, as you say, maybe a club or something along them lines. But the main job is just to, to pull Mansfield to help us to, you know, to try and win another world championship. Well, Mansfield's got a radio station, 103.2. You're talking to it at the moment. What if we were to start looking to see if we could start a supporters club? I mean, there are some races in the world championship, well, obviously abroad, but there's one or two in this country, isn't there? Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could look to, to do something in that way. Would you would you have any days when you'd be racing Donington, Mallory, that sort of thing? Would you do any sort of national events also? Yeah, we're, we're going to do the British championship as well as the world championship. So as long as the events don't clash, we will be in, at the British rounds, which is run alongside BSB. That's a, it's a really strong British series. Yeah. Yeah. And it's televised. It's got live television on Eurosport. So, yeah, we'll be at Donington, um, Snetterton, any circuit in England that don't clash, you know, and the dates will be out shortly and we'll be um, we'll be putting it out on the website when what dates we are and where we're at. Oh, well, we'll keep in touch with you, but congratulations again on a, another excellent evening for you. I mean, you're getting used to making the, the little speeches. I mean, he's not bad at them, is he? Him? <laughs> I'm no good at that job. I'll just sit on the side and do what we do. <laughs> and, lie on the, and lie on the trolley. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, both Thank of you. you. Cheers, Cheers, thanks. Ben and Tom Burchill there speaking to Mansfield on 3.2's Tony Delahunty. Uh, Tim Morris, who is back in the studio with me, I think we'll get it back to classic. It's classic sports talk now, isn't yeah, it? back to normal. <laughs> back to normal. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this sports record awards as well. Uh, so many people that could be up for the award, isn't there, this time? The, the Birchall's won it. They, they have had a good uh, year as well. Yep. And, uh, and Impressed it's... in the TT, didn't they? That's, what, that's why they won it, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sports person of the year, so I think the uh, the, the ones that are sort of, uh, sort of say, hold on, I can have two people win the sports person of the year, but you couldn't really sort of separate them, could you? No, there's no way you could pick one above the other, because it's, it's a team, you know, mm. they're, you know, psychology in there together, you know, it needs both of them to be at their optimum and the best to win things, as they proved o over the years. And they're back in the World Championships next year as well, which is good to see yeah. as well. I mean, I can understand their reasons why they went it's out the of the issues, safety, that's right. But and it's nice or significant, if you like, that they've been invited back yeah. by the sports governing bodies and asked to play a role in taking the sport forward. Absolutely. It's all great stuff, and 2016 should be big uh, for Ben and Tom Birchall. Also playing, uh, for, well, they'll be riding uh, under the banner Team Mansfield yeah. as well, which is going to be a big local thing, isn't it? Brand, that's right. It'll mm. be fantastic for the town in the in the long run, won't it? And in, in particular, the sporting element of Although the town. Although it does it's remind me of Mansfield Town in the Keith Aslan days a little that's bit. That's slightly, yes, but I think that's <laughs> only going to be Stags fans of a yeah. certain era who are going to remember that. For most people, A, a outside the area, that won't mean anything to them and be mm. for most people in the town I don't think they'll link the two together at all yeah congratulations to all the other winners on that night there was uh, a lot of awards Ollie Hine won disabled uh, sports person yes. of the year club of the year was Mansfieldtown football in the community we spoke to them a few yes. times on a Friday night and they do some yeah. huge amount of work don't they amazing you know and it was, it was nice they got the recognition that they deserve because of, often they're pushed into the background in terms of the media and the spotlight mm. of, obviously because of what goes on, on on the pitch that matters it was nice as well that that sort of work was recognised by the manager Adam Murray when the um, football club sent a few players to the hospital this week to yeah. give some gifts out to children for Christmas you know and he took the time out then to praise their work at the same time mm. uh, Other winners uh, coach of the year was Richard Massey who's been a, a member of Mansfield Harriers for over 40 years a volunteer of the year was Pete Hutchinson yeah. uh, Mansfield Rugby Club, Junior Sports Person of the Year, uh, swimmer Elliot Clogg. Uh, junior Team of the Year was Mansfield Harriers Under-13s Girls Track and Field Team, and yep. they had a fantastic year. Uh, the Roger Cope State Mayor's uh, Special Achievement Award went to Anne Brown, who's a long-time member of Mansfield Lawn Tennis, Tennis Club. Right, yeah. uh, the Morris Brackenbury Award for Team of the Year went to the Mansfield Harriers Men's Veteran Team. So there was a lot of uh, uh, prizes won by the Harriers this year. Oh, yeah, it's, fan it's fantastic to see a lot of different sports, not just football and even rugby, getting the awards in Mansfield, particularly tennis and athletics 
politics at the moment. And you're right, we had Pat Carlin in a couple mm. of times this season already, haven't you? He was praising the work of the, of the veterans team and he took them to Dublin, didn't he, to win one, well, one of the medals they won, which has contributed to them getting the award. Yeah. Uh, junior Disabled Sports Person of the Year was Ben Folston, another swimmer coming up uh, alongside Ollie <laughs> Hyde amazing, and Charlotte Henshaw. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca Adlington, you have to say, it all probably goes back to her, doesn't mm. it? You know, and the, the interest that she created in the area amongst would-be swimmers, if you like, suddenly made it a sport that you could go into, get a national profile from, be successful in. And where she started it, others are leading. You know, and you, you glossed over this sort of Elliot Clogg, who we mentioned on here yeah. a couple of weeks ago from Warsaw. Mm. It's interesting when you speak to him, the dedication he shows in what was read out on uh, Monday night. You know, the fact he's up at three, four o'clock in the morning to get to, to Sheffield, Ponds Forge, where he trains, start training at five and six, two or three mornings a week. It's, it's amazing. And then yeah. go to school. Absolutely. And other, uh, other two winners were Natasha Ingleby was the Junior Sports Leader of the Year and Wendy Siddle who won the Inbag Short Memorial Award and these nights are fantastic aren't they because it just shows just what a, a sporting legacy Mansfield has really yeah. I mean, it should be and proud not, as a town oh definitely and not just on the field of play whether it's in the swimming pool or on the football pitch or r- running around in athletics track it's the people behind the scenes who got the recognition like the uh, gentleman at the rugby club where mm. we, we pushed on the O2 is it touch rugby it's called it is, yeah, yeah. Get, getting people involved in, in if you like non-contact Peter, sport Peter Hutchinson yeah, getting yeah. everybody involved it's that sort of thing it's like your coaches it's like the uh, the Wendy Siddle winning the Ian Bagshaw thing you know it's for people who are behind the scenes and it really is important that they get recognised it's done every December the Sports Recognition Awards and they took place this week well done to everybody who got awards and well done to everybody who was nominated as well Definitely. fantastic uh, the world of sport around Mansfield Ashford and Bolsover is a really a fantastic thing we hope to speak to as many of those people uh, over the, w- yeah. the weeks and months to come here and on I think Mansfield so, what's interesting to say as well you know we all know the council obviously do a lot to it and put behind it but there's other people behind the scenes as well like the armchair club in Mansfield mm-hmm. a group of businessmen who do an awful lot for up and coming sports people in this area they raise money and then help them out with training cost towards training expenses for travelling things like that and you know it's un- unsung work that doesn't get recognised indeed and we'll have more about that as we go through the weeks here on Mansfield 103.2 uh, uh, tonight so we're going to take a short break before we do that let's open the phone lines for our ticket competition two pairs of tickets to give away uh, to Mansfield Town's home game with York on Monday the 28th of December which seems a long way yeah, away but actually, it's not really two, two weeks and a couple of days yeah. two weeks today of course it's Christmas Day so indeed yeah. so call 01623 and tell us the name of the street who was on loan at the Stags last season from Crewe but is now at York who is the striker who was on loan at the Stags last season from Crewe but is now at York 01623 666 is the number to call uh, call us before 6.45 and the winners will be announced at the end of the show when we come back uh, we'll talk ice hockey Chris Lawrence and we'll also look forward to two big events that are happening this weekend as well in football and in boxing Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 with me, Jason Harrison, Tim Morris in the studio. Next week is our final one of 2015, Tim. Frightening, talk, yes. frightening how quickly it's gone by. Yeah. So we'll have really a look good. back at the year of sport next week. So we'll try and think of your highlights and lowlights, both locally and nationally. Yeah, and, yep. and we'll go through all that next week as well because we're not on, on Christmas Day, we're not on New Year's Day as well. So we're back on the 8th of January after that. And uh, ironically, there's no Stags game. No, after that's that right, after yeah, because the Oxford... Uh, yeah going through in the FA Cup that's right yeah so another blank weekend yeah but hopefully that would mean that the, the Stags will really go for it these next few weeks because they know they've got a, a free weekend yeah. coming up for them in, definitely in and that's times. the way Adam Murray talked about the Barnet game didn't he he said look we've got, we know we've got two weeks clear after the Barnet game just go out and give it everything and the players mm. clearly did that because the first half performance was, was really really on the money if you like they went for it straight from the start hopefully they're going to do the same again tomorrow and then over Christmas and New Year a couple of things happening tonight at Forest away at Wolves Wolves uh, in the Championship and also in ice hockey uh, the Nottingham Panthers who were in Belfast last weekend they're in Scotland this weekend uh, and they start with Dundee Stars uh, tonight and uh, Chris Lawrence is an interesting case this week because he was a Sheffield Steelers player uh, last week this time last week uh, but he uh, has left them the forward has and has joined the Nottingham Panthers uh, in the last few days where he was of course top point scorer last season he told Gary Moran he's delighted to be back a lot of familiar faces uh, a lot of good memories last year and uh Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully I have a, a good start for myself and uh, keep the ball rolling here. i got to ask you, because the fans will want me to ask you, wish you never left? Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I, I went to Coventry for, uh, to do a master's degree, and unfortunately that didn't work out. But, yeah, I loved my time here, and uh, I'm just happy to be back for sure. 
you've been booed a little bit by the fans as you'd expect as an yeah. ex-player and what have you you're going to get them back on your side quite quick aren't you yeah hopefully uh, score a few goals here and uh, see what happens but uh, yeah even even on the other side it was fun playing those games a passionate crowd so um, it definitely uh, pumped me up a little bit your first game here will be December 19th against Cardiff and that's a top of the table clash we know that's going to be bomb burner but first you've got to go to Scotland for back to back to back games yeah, it should be uh, should be good. Right, right back into the fire with the three and three. Uh, it'll be nice to uh, get some chemistry with uh, new line mates and new teammates. So I'm really looking forward to that and and um, and trying to do whatever I can to chip in and help the team. The good news is, of course, you'll know the systems or just about know the systems from last year. Yeah, that's that that part's nice. Uh, it's nice to be familiar with the systems and the coaching staff and and everybody here. So uh, hopefully, it's a, a seamless transition. Yeah, Chris Lawrence is he's due to make his uh, debut tonight. That's an odd one, isn't it? going from Sheffield Steelers released what, off his week yeah. by week contract by the Steelers on Monday Tuesday he signs back for the Nottingham Panthers and he's off in Scotland this weekend uh, you know, it's like, you know the t- for terms of the football analogies Stags and Chesterfield say going, going to your bitterest <laughs> local yeah. lives it's strange to do it within 24 hours like you say presumably you know he's got contacts there and they obviously know how good he is and what he can do and they, they need somebody to fill that position so they snapped him up but you know nothing surprises you in the world of sport anymore does it? <laughs> it definitely doesn't something that wouldn't surprise us tomorrow it revolves around Pinkston uh, who are in the FA Vars they're our final side that's right left representing the FA Vars we area. spoke non-league yep. last week and we talked about it they're at home to Nuneaton Griff tomorrow good luck to them in the FA Vars a side that are uh, a division above them in the non-league yep. pr- but they've beaten a side two divisions oh, above it- them so so there's a great chance for Pinkston at home tomorrow. Most definitely. We, we all see, you know, you see in football on television at the moment in the FA Cup and in the live games, you see Salford pitting the wits against teams higher, you know, two or three divisions higher than and outclassing them, not even matching them, outclassing them. Yeah. I think back to the, you know, the, the most successful local team in the FA Vars, of course, Rainworth Welfare back in the 80s, and I had the privilege of covering them from the first round, and mm. they regularly beat teams from divisions above them, leagues above them, you know, on the way to, to Wembley, what an amazing day out that was for all the thousands of people from around here who went. You know, so it can certainly happen, and it can transform a club because the money they made and the profile they got from that one cup run kept them going for years and years. It's more difficult now, I think, than it was when Rain was doing it for the simple fact that the FA Vars has got the Northern League, yes. uh, which is by all it's a far Strong, better, stronger yes, league because none of them want to move up uh, to the sort of Evo Stick level right, or anything yeah. like that. So they're happy they're, where they are. Yes. And, right, yeah. and they win the Vars year in, year out. So that's more difficult for Pinkston to get there, but the longer and further they get into this, I mean, FC Mansfield got far last yes, season. Right. It's, it's brilliant for them, isn't and it? Anything can happen. If you just give it your all, you know, and you keep the confidence, keep the momentum going, get the area behind you, you know, bigger crowds, players mm. respond, you know, okay, okay, one or two might freeze on the, in quotes, big days, if you like, against bigger crowds. Most of them are going to relish it. Boxing tomorrow night yeah. as well. We talked this about is, it. This is a big fight. Yeah, forget <laughs> Tyson care. Fury. Yeah. Indeed, I'm not going to ask you as well who <laughs> predicted that Tyson Fury would beat with beat him because you'll, you'll start crowing again. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not Anthony Joshua tomorrow, even though he's fighting. Yep. It is Steve Ward. He's going to become the world's oldest active fighter against uh, t- again tomorrow night yep. Kissing at Kissingate yep. Centre. We've got a boxing special from six tomorrow, covering it here on Mansfield 103.2, and it'd be great for Steve to get in there. It's a tough fight he's got but that's what he likes that's, isn't what, it? He, that's what he said on the show two or three weeks ago wasn't it he said he could have picked you know picked somebody that would be easy but mm. he wanted the respect of the uh, public and the people and his peers and the, the boxing community so he's deliberately gone in against somebody far younger than himself on paper who's got a real good chance of beating him if you like but as, as we were just talking about there in football anything can happen and as we saw with Tyson Fury mm. anything can happen in, in the ring one person against another on the day and he's going to have so many people backing him and he's trained so hard for it and he wants it so much that's the big thing that came across when he came on the show oh, yes. two or three weeks ago you know his desire because he, you know, he's got things lined up hopefully for next year and of course Dom Chiverton 51 year old man yeah. from Mansell getting into the ring for the first time tomorrow against Shane Mr Block McPhilbin <laughs> a, a yeah. former champion how do you think he'll be feeling tonight? Nervous that's right. <laughs> no matter how much you prepare for it is there we, you know, at that age you must be slightly wary as well of the things that could go wrong and mm. you think you know, I've prepared for it but I'm not 21 anymore you know you, you've got to be real Realistic, haven't you? You've got to look after yourself, but you've got to relish it at the same time because as the years race by, you know you can't keep fighting into your sixties and seventies. That realistically isn't going to happen, is it? Mm. Well, good luck to all the fighters. I know it's a big team, body and soul sort yes. of night as well. They're all enjoying that, and we'll have it every step of the way here on Mantle One Hundred Three Point Two uh, tomorrow.
tomorrow. Quick break here on Sports Talk. When we come back, we'll talk stags and we'll look back at the fortnight that was for them, which wasn't a lot, really, apart from a game <laughs> in the mists of time. Yep. Uh, we'll also be hearing from Adam Murray and Jamie Maguire. This is Sports Talk. Don't forget our stags ticket competition. Two pairs of tickets to give away to Mansell Town's home game with York on Monday the 28th of December. It's in that little lull between Christmas and New Year, yep. isn't it, those little days? I like those days because it's just quiet. Right, yeah. N- nobody on the roads. You know, a lot. Of, if you're not, you're lucky enough not to be at work. You can yeah. sit and do what you want. Look at your Christmas presents. Read a few books. Watch a few video or DVDs, <laughs> not videos. Call up anything on on demand these days on television as well. Watch a documentary about 10cc while eating a plate of cold <laughs> lasagna, as uh, Tim was uh, talking about last night That's on like Facebook. Uh, but yeah, but it's, there's also football on Monday the 28th, and it is the Stags That's at home right. to York. And uh, if you want to be in the competition to get one of two pairs of tickets, just call us 01623 treble six and tell us the name of the striker who was on loan at the Stags last season from Crew, but is now at York. 01623 treble is the number to call. The winners will be announced at the end of the show. Up next, it's the news at six. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 with me, Jason Harris and Tim Morris, also in the studio. And let's turn our attention to Mansfield Town, shall we? No action last weekend, so it seems an age since the Stags last played. So let's remind you of their 3-1 win at Barnet. That was the fortnight that was for Mansfield Town. Picked up in midfield by Weston, the captain, he gives it away. Can Westcott latch onto this? He has, he's in the air, he shoots! Saved by the goalkeeper going down to his left. Westcott hit it straight at him, he should have made more of that. Picked up by Green, swings it to the far side, knocked into the penalty area, and Lamb will shoot into the back of the net! That's a brilliant goal by Mansfield Town! The flick on there from Chris Clements to Reggie Lamb, and on the half-hour mark, Lamb's finish puts Stags ahead at the hive. Clements now, 25 from goal, gets beyond Bailey, might shoot here and he does! Oh, forces the save by a diving Stevens. That was dipping into the corner. Mansfield Town are countering here with Reggie Lamb. Oh, he's been brought down. That's a certain yellow card. Absolutely no doubt about that. And Clark has already been yellow carded and he is off. Gambin looks to shoot. Oh, it's a very ambitious effort indeed from 30 yards. He snatched at it. It's easy for Brian Jensen to save his first real piece of action this afternoon. Brian Jensen there. And it was bread and butter for for Westcar. Now into the area. It's Green. He's onside. He shoots off the keeper and it's in. And Mansfield Town have scored. And it's a goal for the Stags on 59 minutes. Mansfield Town doubling their lead. Green through the middle. He's in here. Matt Green. Good save. One-handed by the keeper. Falls to Lamb. 25 yards from goal. Looks to tip an effort. His shot is blocked there by a flying Angola. Mansfield sent it back to the halfway line. Sent forward into the penalty area. The goalkeeper has missed this. And he's headed wide by Akindi. Jensen came for it clearly miscommunicated there with Pierce who also went for that ball on the penalty mark Akindi could get on to the end of this the goalkeeper's committed has he brought Akindi down he has it's a penalty it's Akindi sends Jensen the wrong way to give Barnett a lifeline 15 minutes from the end of this game shot from distance what to save by the goalkeeper Jensen Johnson with a ferocious 35 yard effort Jensen flew across his goal to make that stop Mansfield conceding the free kick and the referee coming across to issue a second yellow card to Chris Clements. Blair, not a Mansfield shirt in sight, but he's done superbly to get it towards the goal line, and Green might finish it here, off the legs of the keeper, and it's into the net! Stags have finished it here! We're hearing it's an own goal, it came off a Barnet player last. Kindy picks it up, 25 from goal, takes on one, breaks into the penalty area, this is still a Kindy! Oh, he forces the save from Jensen! Superb effort there by a Kindy! Referee glances at the watch, it's full time! Mansfield Town score three goals away from home and they beat Barnett here at the Hive. So there we go. That was what happened two weeks ago. It seems like seem... two years ago. Yeah. Doesn't it a bit? Eh? It's amazing. I just one week off. Just see. But it was a great completely. win. It was, it, was, it was amazing. And for me, what was the most important thing, or the most exciting thing, if you like, was we played really well. We were two 0 up. I was listening on the radio with my mom. I says, "Dangerous scoreline, two 0 Yes. What happens? We concede straight away, but no. Instead of going on and conceding an equaliser and even going and throwing the game away and losing it, we went straight back up the pitch and made it 3-1 mm. game over, and that was really impressive. And the fact that we were down to 10 men, Stags went down to 10 with Chris yep. Clements being sent off. It made that. no difference to yeah. the pattern of play and the domination and the confidence of the players. And it was back to earlier in the season for me. It was the attitude of, if you score, we'll go and get two. Mm. And that's what we've been missing in recent weeks for me, that sort of confidence, not arrogance, confidence that you know, you're better than the opposition and you, you 
you can you know you can control a game and you know that even though you won't take every chance sooner or later you will put one or two in the back of the net and that's what happened if it had been last season there'd have been a cave-in wouldn't oh, they? most definitely that that 2-1 would have been 2-2 at best and probably lost it 3-2 mm. and it means as well the Stags doing as always better on their travels this season Amazing than they are season. at home and you've asked me about this two or three times this season and my answer has always been the same I always said at the start of the season we're set up to play better away from home mm. or to be more effective not play better be more effective away from home because we can defend solidly midfield we can defend quite well and we've got pace on the break and we've got players who can score goals on the breakaway if you like and it's amazing you look up and down the leagues the number of teams who are doing the same well I know I was hearing on the national radio and they were talking about Liverpool and say Liverpool are exactly the same they play better away from home than they do at home because that's uh, their style and And we're seeing it more and more aren't we is that because teams are changing the way they're playing so they are now doing better away from home than they are people are more comfortable on the ball they've got pace and the, the best way to use it is away from home because for some reason there's a lot more counter-attacking going well, on yeah, isn't and it? it's because I think home teams they think the pressure's on them and the expectancy from the home fans is on them to attack mm. from the kickoff and put the pressure on commit men forward because the fans are urging them to do that and that obviously leaves space for teams to counter-attack them and we've seen it happen to us at one call stadium this season and previous seasons as well to our cost yeah we'll talk more about that and we'll also talk about the fact about Stags and their record against top half teams because yep. Adam Murray talks about it specifically in his uh, in his uh, pre-match uh, conference that he had this week we'll talk about that shortly uh, but looking at the goal scorers on Saturday I mean Green it's now 3-3 three and three yep. for him as well is he beginning to start to find his feet do you think? It looks that way doesn't it he seems to have thrown the um, monkey off his back if you like you want to call it that whether or not he would have thought he even had that I don't know mm. obviously some of us fans and I, I include myself in that we're getting worried for him if you like and frustrated that he wasn't putting the ball in the back of the net but I always said all along as soon as he gets one however it goes in and we, we know it was slightly fortunate when he got that first goal of those three yeah. as soon as that went in you knew he'd start scoring regularly and Reggie Lamb as well it's always he's, uh, he I mean, gets he's, important he's, goals doesn't he he's frustrating to watch at times yeah. though. I mean he's such a laid back personality that you know generally that sometimes that that shows doesn't it Definitely, a little bit yeah, but sometimes his end product isn't what you know his pace and his footballing brain if you like suggests it should be but he scores important goals like he did at Barney I always remember getting the winner was it Newport away last season mm. late on he always you know. pops up when it's important that's right yeah mm. which is why you know he, he needs to be or Adam Murray needs to find a place for him in the starting 11 as, you know, as often as he can and the third goal was an own goal it took a while to sort of yeah. tell that because it was sort of a, a, a group of players but it was the, set up by Matty exactly. Blair exactly you took the words out of my mouth that was so important wasn't it because he, he sounded like in the Barnet game he was at last getting back to something like he used to be when he played against us mm. for people like York we've yet to see it in, in a Mansfield shirt we've seen him go past a few players in his sort of cameo roles as substitutes but not really be effective with his crossing or whatever but that goal sounded and watched as we watched it back later in the evening fantastic yeah. to take people on get to the byline cause defenders problems I hope he hope he starts tomorrow a couple of uh, pieces of news uh, Luke Jones it looks like we're getting what yeah. uh, we've expected for a while and the fact he's going to retire I mean he struggles to even put weight on the, the Achilles yeah. and it's snaps so he's not going to play football no. again as Adam Murray said into this week you know the most important thing is to make sure you can walk again for the rest of your life you know football even though it's your job even though it's your love it, it's second best mm. it doesn't doesn't you know pales into insignificance my memories of Luke Jones though not from this sad third spell at the club but it's his second spell at the club obviously the uh, championship winning season in what's now the National League to get us back into the Football League and for me and for most Stags fans I think he was probably number two that season yeah. behind or perhaps number three probably behind Matt Green and Adam Murray as you know, the most influential players that season he scored something like was it seven or eight goals mm. that season yeah, from centre half set pieces, set and pieces with his header and I always remember one goal Tamworth away one of those important matches if you like because we were on a phenomenal away run getting victories there was an awful lot of expectancy that day because yeah. it was such a big crowd it was packed into the small ground Stags fans he popped up with a goal you know and it was an amazing celebration yeah so good luck to Luke and what, what he does in the uh, weeks months and years to come yeah. I mean I know a lot of people have asked about Reese Day and the, he had a testimonial and things like that's that right, I don't know if that's something they're considering or you'd, you'd hope so I mean, no, he hasn't really played in the third spell but mm. you have to have three spells at the club but then you say such... Reese didn't in his, second, in his last true. 
spell very, yeah, very, very similar play. really when you mm. think about it and to have played such an important role in getting us back into the football league you'd hope the club could do something for him somewhere down the line yeah also this week uh, midfielder Chris Spencer released from the club one of the youngsters who came through the youth setup yeah. was the uh, captain of the youth team last year it as well a lot was ex- not expected but hoped for him mm. but it's not happened it hasn't at all and he's gone and uh, I think he's I think it's all Carlton he's signed for this week he has signed for a yeah. non-league side this week so uh, good luck to Chris Spencer there there's also I saw on here in the town's website this afternoon they've announced a link between themselves and Mansfield Town and we'll get more details about that in the yeah. days to come because we've not heard anything from Mansfield Town about that but that shows there's something I think there's going to be training facilities once a week at Heener and they're going to use a, the link to the club and yep. a few more lone players out because that's what Adam Murray likes to do doesn't that's he? That's why he wants to get involved in the community use the facilities that are out there you know get links going with other clubs because it can only help you in the future you know and we know that the Stags have got big plans for the, a training ground of their own which mm. we talked about a couple of weeks ago that is now starting to work's going to start again on it shall we say but it's not going to be ready this season obviously and so they've got to look at training somewhere else in the depths of winter you know on pitches that are cut up in rain etc so why not use all the facilities Talk more Stags shortly here on Man 2 on a 3.2 we'll be hearing from midfielder Jamie McGuire we'll also be talking uh, to Stags boss Adam Murray we don't get our ticket competition tonight two pairs of tickets to give away to Mantletown's home game with York on Monday the 28th of December uh, just call us 01623 and tell us the name of the striker who was on loan at the Stags last season from Crew, but is now at York what is the name of the striker who was on loan at the Stags last season from Crew, but is now at York 01623 0 winners will be announced at the end of the show you got to about 6.45 to give us a call and when we come back we'll be hearing from Jamie Maguire Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds visit us in store for the latest deals on floor and beds and Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield unitedcarpetsandbeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 I'm Jason Harris and Tim Morris in the studio with me as well we'll hear more from Tim shortly but let's hear from Mansfield Town midfielder Jamie Maguire he says the players have used their time off well since that 3-1 win at Barnet almost a fortnight ago the break's been good for everyone as you say with the three points against Barnet away um, the little break's done as well we worked on a few little things on the training ground which were the gaffers wanted to do for as you say for the game Saturday but everything's gone okay um, the lads are looking fresh looking strong and also the simple fact is though as you said there that win over Barnet sort of set you up nicely didn't it, it meant you could go off with a, with a smile on your face yeah massively as you say not, I think not many teams would go to um, Barnet and done what we've done um, we stuck to the game plan we worked on um, I think we worked on all week against them the boys stuck to it um, as you say Reggie took his goal well um, Greeny done what he done he's a goal scorer scoring and then we got the three points everyone's happy and as you say nice little mini break and um, ready for Saturday now so, so have you had any days off have you been allowed any yeah we've had our days off but um, on our days off we've, we've rested but we worked hard on, on the days we've been coming I think that's the pars and bars where we, the boys have rested well as you say they're looking fresh they're looking strong and um, we've worked hard last couple of days um, we'll work hard tomorrow we'll have a nice day off Thursday come in Friday and then, as you say, nice three points Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, and just buzzing to just get some football going, I should think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But I think the main thing has been working hard with the gaff on the training ground. Um, as you say, the days off have done us really well, but you can have your days off, but you've got to come in and work hard, and, and that's what we've done. Was it odd on Saturday, though, not having a game? Yeah, of course it's hard, because then you're looking at you're looking at the FA Cup results, you're looking at this, you're looking at that, and I think you're just like, what, what should I do, what should I do? But no, listen, it was, it's just a, we worked hard, as you say, Friday, day off Saturday, and then um, we just worked hard all week now. Mm. Was Saturday, I know a lot of fans used it to do Christmas shopping. Mm. Is that the same for the players? Um, I'm not sure. I, I think they have done some Christmas shopping, yeah. But um, I think the boys just done what they've done. They've done their own little thing. They spent time with the families. They done. They, some of them went home. They done what they've done. And as you say, we've come in Monday and we've uh, we've been working hard ever since. Yeah, it's perfect time to have a break, isn't it? Just before the Christmas period, which is strangely the most busiest time of the year, isn't it, for a footballer? So this is a really big couple of months coming up now, isn't it? It is. Yeah, as you say, it's that kind of second half of the season, is it? What, what you just say? But listen, we're sitting. Well, seventh place, healthy position. We're with the big boys at the moment, and um, we're doing really well. Um, late Norton's going to be up there. They will be up there. Um, as I say, we're looking forward to this. It's, um, we're at home, and we just need to kick our home form on now. I know it's a big top seven clash, isn't it? It's going to be an exciting. This is going to, I think, one of the best games in the football league this uh, this weekend. Yeah, um, as you say, we're looking forward to. Um, all the boys are really looking forward to it. It's a big game. Um, late nines have. Um, I think you're not sure. They've, they've spent a bit of money, haven't they? They've got a big budget, but we're not too bothered. We're worried about us. Um, we're worried about the game plan, what the gaffers put in place for us, and, and we'll go out there and hopefully we get three points. Yeah, what are you expecting from Leighton Orient? Um, Ollie Palmer returning? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but no. Listen, we're just expecting. I don't know. It's hard to say, really, Jay, because they're the League One team, so they're, they're like 
they're doing well at the moment, aren't they? So it's as you say, we we'll watch the videos on them, we'll see what what plans we got for them, and um, and then when we go out there, we'll worry about us. To be honest with you, yeah, it'd be good to see Ollie back. They won't it? Yeah, it'd be good to see Ollie back. Um, hopefully, he could be on the bench or he won't score, but I'll leave it as that. Um, be good to see him sell out to him and that's it mm. uh, it gave a chance of course for this last week or so to reflect on the season so far you can't help but be happy and proud of what's gone on so far who isn't we're sitting in 7th place we're in a healthy position as you say you've just said a big game Saturday probably one of the biggest games in, in League 2 you need these games the games you want to play in so um, the boys are all buzzing as you say they're looking fresh we've been working hard and, um, and we're really looking forward to the game Saturday and for yourself you were talking about the second half of the third of the season are you looking for, for more games in the second third of the season Whatever, whatever. If I'm going to play, I'm going to play. If I'm not, I'm not. But as you say, the two boys in midfield and, and Clemo and Chappie they're doing really well. When I get when I get a call upon, I'm there. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to work hard for this team, for this club, for the town. Um, as you say, if it comes to Saturday where I play, who knows? But I'm ready whenever. Interesting. Uh, on Monday night, the draw came out for the FA Cup, and Orient have got uh, Chelsea away. If they yeah. win their replay next midweek, you'll be hoping they've got the one eye on the FA Cup. Yeah, hopefully they have. But um, as you say, I think it's uh, listen. It's all about us. I'm not too bothered about late nights. Let it all be about us. I'm more about Saturday, um, getting the fans going, getting us going. And as you say, it all comes down to the three points. You've always. Jamie Maguire cuts off in his prime. I think, Tim, have you lent on the keyboard over there that stops it? You must have done. <laughs> Possibly, was it? Oh dear, well, so there was Jamie Maguire in his prime. Yeah. Cut off, as always. But there we go. Uh, let's talk Jamie. a little bit, shall yeah. we, uh, about uh, Jamie Maguire and, and what he was saying there about Leighton Orient. Of course, they're coming tomorrow. Ollie Palmer, the return yeah. of Ollie and w- Palmer. And of course, we always know what happens when former players mm. come back and play against the club, you yeah. know. It'll be one of those things if he comes on and score. But people were saying, well, why did we let him go? You know, is, is it a club equal to us, if you like, in that division and pushing for promotion? He, he didn't put the ball in the back of the net regularly enough for them, and he's not doing it for Orient, to be honest, no. is he? No, it's interesting. I mean, there, there is some uh, there's footage of him talking about Mansfield, and he says, I had two, two years there, but that's yep. over now. I'm now here at Orient, and this is my, my team, and this is what I'm going to concentrate on rather than, than Mansfield. I mean, what sort of reception do you think he'll get oh, tomorrow? Oh, a good, a good one. Nothing, nothing but a good there one. There are some fans it, say they'll boo him. Why? You know, wait, because, because he's played for the opposition. Well, because uh, they they're saying because of w- comments he made when he left, he said something on Facebook which I haven't seen personally. No, That's I what they say, that, uh, which weren't great towards Mansfield. But uh, uh, so they say he deserves to be booed, or or you case that you should do that, or just say, just treat them like any other. The problem the problem is for me if, if you boo players when they come back to play against you, that just inspires them even more, makes them more determined if they get on the pitch to, to go and score against you or do well against mm. you, depending on whereabouts they're playing. I just if that did happen and if they do feel that strongly just ignore him give him the silent treatment you know and that that should be enough mm. I don't think we've got particularly anything to worry about apart from the fact it always seems to happen that old uh, players <laughs> do come back and score against you at some point I'd, I'd be surprised if he starts tomorrow and mm. presumably the audience will just throw him on if they need to get something later on Do you think players are like that? Do you think they when they go to former clubs they do try harder or is it just a case that every so oh, often th- it will happen it, you know the, lo- the laws of averages will well, suggest that of course, score a goal of course, of course, a lot of averages just come into it, but definitely players. You know, if you read autobiographies and things like that, players definitely do try harder against their old clubs when they feel they've so been, that been mean let go. The rest of the time, then. <laughs> no, but I think it means, it's more determined, if you like, because they mm. feel wronged, mm. that they, they were let go wrongly and that they weren't given a chance at the club or by the manager if they've got a point to prove against the manager rather than the club. If you get if you go back to a club where you've done really well, no. You, yeah. ov- obviously, you don't feel that way. But it's only... It's only well, you're human, and that's, that's what happens, isn't it? If you want to prove somebody wrong, basically. Yeah, indeed you do. Right, what I'm going to do during the break is I'm going to take that keyboard away from... from you. What you've done, you've, you've, you've placed your chad on it, and I think it's ah, probably stopped it, it while <laughs> going on. In the podcast, we'll make sure we put the full version in, so it'll yeah. seem seamless, and it'll because seem like this is a professional Jamie, Jamie, show. Jamie had to say. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so we'll do that later on in, on our website, mantle103.co.uk. Don't forget our ticket competition tonight. Uh, two, pe- two pairs of tickets uh, to give away to Mantle Town's home game. Yes, it moved the Chad out the way. Always <laughs> causing trouble, Tim Morris. Uh, two pairs of tickets to give away to Mantle Town's home game with York on Monday, the 28th of December. 01623 Tell us the name of the striker who was on loan at the Stags last season from Crew, but is now at York. Uh, the winners will be announced at the end of the show and you've got about 15 minutes or so to get your answer in. When we come back we've got the weekly prize draw and we'll be hearing from Stags boss Adam Murray. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com <laughs> 
Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. And it's that time of the week where we go through uh, this week's Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw Results, sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. 16 winners this week. Don't forget you can get the full list on the club's official website, mansfieldtown.net. Let's start with a bottle of wine, courtesy of Mansfield Manor Hotel. That goes to 1514, Derek H. A bottle of wine from the sponsors, Mansfield Mobility Centre, 5555, Mr. P.G. Walker. A free round of golf, one person at Mansfield Golf Club, 1563, Mark Wheat. A Mansell Town football in the community voucher this week goes to 1258 Vicky B. A family pass for Water Meadows in Mansfield, 1536 Gordon Olsop. A meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Bull in Mansfield, 1592 Colin Oliver. Milford took the Railway Inn in Mansfield, 1214 Mrs Keaton. And a gallon of beer, eight pints at the King's Arms Pop Inn in Mansfield goes to 1251 Mrs Pete. A £10 Indian Mint Meal voucher for the Mint Indian Restaurant in Mansfield, 1550 Al Strouder. A Sunday roast for two with a bottle of wine at the Archer in Rainworth. That's 1221. Wayne's won that. Well done, Wayne. Uh, the winner this week of the Tim Morris Prize for Sunday lunch, which is two courses for two people at the Lakeside in Plesley. 12110. Mr. Mick Edge. Well done, Mick. A £20 meal voucher in the Crown Nanka Bar and Restaurant in Mansfield goes to 1595. That's Jack's granddad that's won that. Well done, Jack's granddad. £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's at 670 Fiona. A two voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar. 1583, that's Anna. And the top two prizes this week two match day tickets, 1606, Jill Dooley. And the first prize this week of £100 goes to ticket number eight. Mr. Mark Singleton's won that this week. Well done, Mark. That's claim prizes. Simply call in at the Stags ticket office with your winning ticket. You can call 01623 482482 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just £1 a week. That's this week's Mansfield Town Weekly Prize draw results, sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. I think, Tim, the uh, the main mystery there is just who is Jack's granddad. Right, yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows who Jack's granddad yeah. is and what his let name is, let us yeah. know so uh, we can, uh, you know, say fantastic and well done. Yeah, amazing to win. It's a, it's a great feeling. Yeah. No, it's not you, is it? You're not. Yeah. Sadly, not. No, no, I'm not, not a granddad yet. No. No, no, plenty of time for that. Yes, definitely. Right, so let's move on, shall we? And let's hear from Stag's boss, Adam Murray. Shall we? He's been the uh, centre of speculation recently uh, with the national media, uh, media uh, linking him with the vacant post at League One. Warsaw, but he told me earlier this week there's no truth in it. No, I've had no no contact from them. I think it, it's not just me. I think it um, it proves how how good the group's doing. I think for any any manager at, at any level at any club to, to be linked with um, vacancies, especially to to clubs in higher leagues, it shows that the the club's doing well. Not not just me as a manager. Um, I think that's credit to the the players more than anybody. They're the ones that I drive the ship. They're, they're the ones that have to have to carry out the game plans and and put the performances in. So um, I think it's a good pat on the back for. Um, not not me, but for the football club in general, because it shows that we are maybe getting a little bit noticed now for what we're doing. And um, like I say, I, I give all that credit to the the players because they're the ones that have got us in the playoffs at the minute. And here, the journey's only just begun for me. It's it's not something that um, is an overnight thing. I've only just turned 34, so um, I've got expectations and ambitions to to be the best I can. Um, but at the minute, this is a football club that I believe and I've got a, a real drive inside me to, to improve the football club. And I think in the first year we've we've done that. We've, we've bought it on leaps and bounds in, in every aspect we can. Um, but it's just the start. It's It really is the start for me in my own head, a, a journey that we, we, we want to push forward, we want to take forward and... Um, Experienced a lot more, a lot more highs. I suppose it would have to be something extra special. For instance, if Valencia came along and asked you uh, for the job, you, you'd take it, wouldn't you? But it had to be something extra special at the moment. Yeah, I wouldn't like to. Um, I get sunburnt on my head, so Valencia <laughs> won't be too clever. Um, but no, it's like I said, I'm in a good place. It's. Um, I think because of the expectations of Mansfield Town, even in the uh, the tough times, we, we expect to win every game. And like I say, that you have to use that as a positive. Sometimes it can be a tough place to work, but it uh, it's a place that you never get to rest on your laurels. You have to be on your your toes as a player, as a coach, as a manager, as the press. Um, you have to make sure you're aware and, and you're on your game at all times. So as an individual, and if I'm being selfish, that makes me better. So. Uh, I'm happy, I'm in a good place. We'll have 
more days like that Tuesday night where I get abused um, the players get abused it's much for town Looking forward now to Saturday. Let's hope there's no abuse on that one. It's home to Leighton Orient. It's a top seven clash and it looks like it's one of the, the tastier games of the day in the Football League. Yeah, and it's one we've, um, we've got a real focus on. We, we want to beat one of the big boys now. We, we, um, we're picking up some good results um, against a lot of teams. Like I say, we're not used to, to losing football matches this season. But what we want to do now is we want to cement ourselves in that top seven. And to do that, you have to beat the teams in and around you. Um, I think Leighton Orient will end up inside the top three, top four this season. You look at the squad and the, the resources that they've got, the, one of the, the big clubs in this league, and it's, um, it's going to be a, a good challenge for us. Um, it'll be a tough one, but again, it's another chance for this group to, um, to pit its wits against some of the better players in the league um, and see how we, how we fare. We're in a, a real good place at the minute. The group's confident. We feel fresh mentally and physically. I know you lot have... Um, last year, because I haven't spoke to you for a few weeks, but it's um, it's good. It's good. Everybody needs. Um, if you look at the start of the season, I was talking to you guys what two, three times a week, and it becomes boring and mundane because you're talking about the same things, and you get bored, I get bored, the fans start getting bored because it it turns into just um, just talking for talking's sake. So I think the little break has done everybody good. It, it's brought us all back physically and mentally fresh and um, we've got a real drive and focus about Saturday that we, we want to kick on again now because we've we've put ourselves in a good position and now it's time to go and um, if we're being honest beat all the odds because like we all know a few months ago we were relegation favourites so we're Let's prove people wrong. Yeah, I mean, the, the performances against sides at the top of the table have been excellent, but you've just not got that win against one of them yet. What do you need to do, do you think, to get that win? Um, I think keep doing what we're doing. You look at the, the sides that we've played, your Plymouth, your Oxfords, even Northampton, we've performed really well against them. I think the, the big thing that we're finding in them tougher games and the, the top of the table clashes is it's that 1% lack of focus costs you. Um, Probably in, in certain games you, you might be able to get away with the odd error and um, cover it up the other end against the top teams. You don't get that chance and Northampton was a perfect example. We had one lapse of concentration and conceded. Um, so Saturday will all be about that. It'll be about focus, concentration, sticking to the game plan. Um, and again, we're at home. For me, we haven't kicked on really at home yet. You look at our away form and it's top draw. What we need to do now is, is get our home form to... Um, to that standard and, and if we do that then, then we'll be right up there um, doing that and, and saying that are two different things but we're, we're confident we're, we're really confident as a group that come Saturday and, and for the rest of the home games this season we can turn that around and start making this uh, um, a place people fear coming Adam Murray there speaking earlier on this week. You, when you go around, there's always signs up now. Adam puts little inspirational quotes up and yeah. what have you. And, and the, the general message was focus, focus, focus. Yeah. And I think that's his point. There. So, yeah, the reason why we've not beaten the top sides yet this season is because there's that one lap of, lapse of concentration. And when you do that against good sides, they'll punished. punish you for that's it. Right, and they've yeah. done it, haven't they? Week in, week out, the top sides have somehow managed to do that against They have, Mantle. yes. Or you look at it at the other end of the pitch, if you like, you get fewer chances. So when you do get a chance... You You've got to take them. You mm. know, I think back to the Plymouth game at home when I thought we did really well and Plymouth at the time were leaders and not runaway leaders. It looks a bit very strong, strongly placed leaders and we had a few chances. We, we didn't take them. You go away to Barnet two weeks ago, yeah. we had more chances. We did, obviously didn't take them all but the chances kept on coming whereas they're not going to do against the better teams. Yeah, It's a remarkable stat, isn't it? The fact you could be seventh in the table yeah. and yet not beaten a side in the top half of the table yet this season. That, that shows that Man's sort of done very well against the bottom clinical, sides. Definitely clinical. Uh, which is something that has been levelled against Mansfield in the past that they haven't done that yeah. sort of thing that's right Yeah, we've, we've always in the past raised ourselves when the leaders mm. of the division have come down to the one call stadium and they've gone away with the tail between the legs because we beat them 2 or 3 nil. I can remember a couple of years ago I think South End were running away yeah. Yeah, we beat them 3 Rochdale nil. at one point Rochdale as well. beat them you know, Luton going back a few years when they were riding high mm. even back before then you know, that whole city on their way up to the Premier League you know and I think Peter Taylor was manager that day we beat them home in a way that mm. season mm. so uh, yeah over the years we've had that reputation I think what the big difference is this season we're comfortable on the ball most of the time we pass the ball around so well at the moment so against the better teams that is going to open 
them up and create chances. We've just got to be that little bit better now and create a few more chances against the better teams. And again, as Adam already alluded to there and you said, be tighter at the back. You, know, you can't afford to have one slip because you know you're going to get punished. Yeah, and it's, it all starts tomorrow with Leighton Orient, doesn't it, yeah. really? And he's got to really do that and it's the home form that's really well, that's right. I think it's three yeah. home wins this season, too. Mm. And that's not enough for a team that wants to be in the playoffs well, or get could. promoted I mean, I know it's unfair to, to take it back to last season because there is a, a huge difference in the squads and the, the football they're playing. But yeah. if you take it back even longer, the, the home form's not even... It gets worse, doesn't it? That's the home right, wins yeah. have been sporadic in 2015. Uh, and and is that because the players feel the weight of expectancy from the crowd and the crowd are quick to get on the backs if we haven't gone gung-ho from, mm. from the first whistle? I don't think, to be fair, this season that's true. I think the vast majority of the crowd have appreciated the football they've been served up. The fact that we are now passing it around on the on the on the ground, you know, trying to keep possession, re- retain possession, is far more important than lumping it forward and hoping to get a flick on and maybe get a chance. Of course, if keeping possession doesn't e- eventually during the ninety minutes turn itself into lots of chances, then the crowd are going to go away and un- go away unhappy. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there a coach this week that was on about that and saying uh, yeah. getting possession in the game is like going to a, a bar and talking to a beautiful woman and That's buying right, her yeah. drinks all night and then at the end of the night someone else goes away yeah. with her because at the end of the day <laughs> fair enough point yeah definitely because at the end of the day what do we want as fans and what do we want as football clubs do we want to win matches and win cups and get promoted or do we want to be entertained by pretty football if you like and pleasing aesthetically pleasing to the eye football you know a bit like the Arsene Wenger style if, like we try and walk the ball into the net and if rather than have a shot from 50 yards I don't know it's a tough one to call isn't it you know the clubs over the years like say West Ham who sort of pride themselves on wanting to watch decent football but aren't that supposedly bothered about winning the league it's a tough one to call but Mm. a lot of Stags fans are pleased this season with what's been served up most definitely you look at Manchester United the fact that they're doing okay Champions League notwithstanding but uh, everyone's moaning about the way that Louis van Gaal plays and they could win the Premier League Mm. amazing isn't it (laughs) the only thing you learn is that football fans are fickle which we we knew anyway (laughs) I think Adam Murray though because he alluded to it there he does realise that the home form has got to improve Mm. and not so much the results but I think some of the performances Mm. in in terms of creating chances and just being a little bit more entertainment because that has tailed off in one or two of the recent home games. Not all of them, as we saw with the uh, Hartlepool victory, but the, the last home game, Exeter was disappointing. But it's got to prove that Exeter was a blip and a one-off. That, that's, that's the big test tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. And what, what better way to test yourself than against one of the mm. favourites in the league for promotion? Because as Jamie Maguire alluded to before I cut him off, <laughs> they have spent a lot of money this season, no, no doubt about it. You know, They've got this uh, maverick owner, shall we say, who likes to try wacky and different things and he likes to get himself talked about. Mm. But his main aim is to get Orient promotion. On rival coverage tomorrow, the Stags against uh, Leighton Orient starting at one and then from six there's that boxing special with Steve Ward uh, trying to become the world's oldest active fighter again. We've got about seven, eight hours of live yeah. sport tomorrow here on Mansfield 3.2 so make sure you join us for all of that. When we come back it's the final part of Sports Talk. We'll have Morris's Minute Moan. Is it a good one this week, Tim? Football. It's football. He's always moaning about football. Yeah. And we've got Sports Talk predictor as well getting very, very cl- I'm top of the table. Just. I'm top. I Just. can't believe it. <laughs> Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Final part of the show. We'll have the uh, winners of our ticket competition shortly, but it is time for uh, Morris's Minute Moan. Tim, is this a straightforward one? It's not about how confusing Doctor Who has been in the last few <laughs> weeks for you, has it? <laughs> I've had to explain to Tim via Facebook what's been going on the last yeah, few well, weeks. Yeah, well, I'm missing Clara. Well, you always... Yeah, so my mind, my mind is confused. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. You're old enough to be a grandfather. Just like, doctor, just like the doctor, I suppose. Yeah, we're missing her as in she should be in the show. Oh, yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Not, not in that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Right, let's move on, shall we? Morris's Minute Moan. I don't totally agree with him. It's just down to greed. Oh, dear. Well, she's either angry or drunk. Dear, oh, dear. Why are we playing this game? We don't need to play it. Dear, dear, dear. I would throw them both out. It's obscene. It's a disgrace. Some people just moan for the sake of it. So it's definitely not going to be bring back Clara just repeated uh, over yeah. and over again for a minute. <laughs> Actually, then. I could do, yeah. Yeah, well, no, you're not. Let's talk about football, <laughs> shall we? That's what it's about, isn't it, this time? Yes. What is definitely. your moan yeah. this week, Tim Morris? Yeah.
Sir Gary Neville thinks he'll remain credible, but with whom we don't know, by taking the Valencia manager's job after cutting his teeth uh, with the assistant manager's job with England and being a pundit on Sky TV. You couldn't make it up, the arrogance of the man. First, was he insinuating that le- unless you'd played and managed the game at a high level, you couldn't be a TV pundit? Yes, of course it helps, and it makes it more interesting for the viewer, and he's a good pundit, I, I accept that, but it doesn't mean that no-one else can do it. Secondly, how does he become more credible by starting his career at a high-profile Spanish club like Valencia? He would have gained far more credibility, surely, by starting at the bottom of the pile in English football and working his way upwards. Why didn't he apply for the jobs at Brentford, Burton or Walsall? Look at what Jimmy Hasselbank's now done. Instead, Neville thinks that by taking a job at the club where one of his best friends has a major influence means we'll all now rate him as a better pundit when he reverts to his old job at some time in the future. I know I've never liked former professional sportsmen who slam ex-players for commenting about them in their playing That's games it. Don't, and then they jump on the media bandwagon don't, themselves. Don't, don't say you don't like Gary Neville then. Uh, no, I do like Gary Neville as a pundit. I don't like ex-footballers or ex-sportsmen who won't speak to the media as players, they jump on the bandit to become pundits when their playing days are over, and they think that no-one else can do the job unless they've played football or cricket or whatever at a high level. Uh, it's not just Gary Neville, to be fair. You know, you've got Rio, Go on, Fer- Rio Ferdinand. Go on, would yeah. never speak to the press as a player. Now what's he doing? Paul mm. Scholes wouldn't even open his mouth. <laughs> now what's he doing? Michael Owen to Michael a Owen lesser, to a lesser, lesser degree. In cricket, Bob Willis. There was nobody more fiercely anti-media and anti-press than Bob Willis <laughs> As a player, <laughs> and if a former player in his playing days had the temerity to criticise him, he went off on one. Now look at what he's doing. Spoken like a true journalist and reporter, Tim, because uh, yeah, yes, you're, I accept, you're, you're I accept taking that. it from that side, and you uh, deal with sports people, and, and yep. you see that. If, well, come on, hold on a minute, chaps, be be, be civil with us, yep. and and uh, you know, once you come to our side, you you know, <laughs> that, that's the, that's what I don't get. You know, fair enough if they don't want to speak to the media as a player perfectly their prerogative in, in, as a player not as a manager I think managers have to do nowadays because the fans expect it but as players fair enough don't speak to the media but then when your career is over don't jump on the bandwagon take the Sky TV millions and do exactly what you were criticising others for doing 20 years earlier Are you saying though that if Sky came along so Tim Morris now Gary Neville has gone for, from uh, Monday Night Football we want, we want you to of do course. it be alongside Jamie Carrick no, but of, co- of course I do it but so they take it but as well. I've, if, if, I, if that was Tim Morris as a player had spoken to the media during that time and spoken to the fans, yes, I'm not the person who wouldn't have spoken to him as a player. <laughs> you know, Craig Bellamy, we're told, is sort of being lined up and groomed as the next Gary Neville. He was okay in terms mm. of speaking to the media. Yes, at times he could go off and be, a, to use an Adam Murray phrase, be a wobbly head and he'd be a bit of a loose cannon, but he would speak to the media and he appreciated that he's... Sport professional sportsmen's jobs these days to communicate with the fans through the media. What about Valencia? Uh, I think everybody was stunned by it, wasn't it, when Gary yeah. never got the job? Well, I think when most people saw it come through, they thought everybody got it wrong, and it was his brother <laughs> who got the manager's yes, job. Yes, it's Phil, surely. Yeah, everybody thought I was got it wrong. Yeah. yeah, and it's no coincidence, is it, that the, uh, is it Peter Lim, or Lim anyway, certainly the businessman who they're all friendly with, and they're doing good work at the Manchester Hotel, etc. He's involved in the club as well, so that's, that's no coincidence. Why hasn't he? Started like Jimmy Hasselbank could, did at Burton. Yeah, but you could say he's done a lot with Salford, and he was still there. And, and even at the weekend, Not he was still manager. going with them. Yeah, but he was part of that setup and making sure that yes, that fair. all started. So Gary Neville has been doing stuff at local non-league level and has yeah, but why been contributing he, but there. But why is he so? Arrogance, perhaps the wrong word, to think, oh, it's, it's beneath me to start at League One, League Two as a manager perhaps myself. Perhaps this was just something that came along and, you know, the no, opportunity it, it came could, along and thought that was fine. Well, the opportunity has come along, fair enough, but he could have applied for any of those jobs if, if he wanted to be seriously taken seriously as a manager. But if he wants to become, and, and, and a lot of people are grooming him to be the next England manager, yes. you, yeah, can't be, you can't be at League One, League Two as a manager. You've got to be to cutting your teeth at the top level so you know the players and, and you know the top flight football rather than League One, League Two. How many, how many times has an England manager come from League One, League too. Not very often, no. I accept, but you work your way up. Bobby Robson worked his way up. Yeah. Other, you know, other, other people over the years have worked their way up. I know what you're saying, you, you're being a, going abroad to be a manager isn't a bad thing because you pick up their ideas, etc., and you embrace everything. Fair play to him to do that, but you've got to start at the bottom. Hmm. We'll let's see. We'll let's see what happens with it and whether it's a good move or not yeah. and, and whether Gary And as I say, it. my other point isn't just the fact he started Valencia, but the fact is it's two-faced, if you like, and that's what gets my goat. <laughs> Well, if you're listening, Gary, if you're listening in Spain, uh, get in touch with us and we'll get your point of view on next week's show. Yeah, but that was Morris's Minute Moan. Not very often you go after a single person, but you have done this week. Yeah, but it's, there's others as well, like I say, like Bob Willis's, etc. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to get Bob Willis on the line next as well. Right, let's move on, shall we, to the Sports Tour Predictor. 
Every week we predict the results of four football matches that are taking place over the weekend. Myself and Tim put our years of watching football and experience uh, to a full test against a random number generator. Doesn't know what the matches are, nothing, just plucks random numbers out of the air. Of course it is Trevor and, uh, well, it's been an interesting experiment so far, shall we say. Three points for the correct result, uh, one point for the correct outcome. Uh, last week, uh, we didn't do very well, uh, I got uh, the score right between South Normanton and Gedling, t- Gedling Mine as well for I said South Normanton win 3-1 so I got three points. Uh, the only thing you got right Tim was the fact that lowest off will be Alfreton so you got one point. Yep. Uh, Trevor got everything wrong last week uh, <laughs> so he's got naught for that week so it means after 18 weeks uh, you're bottom with 42 then it's Trevor mm. on 43 and then it's me on 44. So just two Nothing points separate. Yeah. So I don't know what this is showing probably it's showing we're just as good as a random <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing really to shout <laughs> no. about at the moment is it? <laughs> Definitely To be not. fair. Yeah. Uh, but let's find out uh, what's going to happen on this week then. Hiya, Trevor. Right, let's see, Trevor. What do you think about this one? Let's see. Wolves against Nottingham Forest. What do you think, Trevor? Well... Oh, he's calculating again. <laughs> he's obviously <laughs> taking it seriously now, isn't he? Yeah, you've, you've thrown him up a difficult fixture for him. Yeah, and he's not, he's not happy now that we've clawed him back in recent times. <laughs> but how long for? 2-1. Oh, there we go. 2-1 to Wolves. Of course, it's a game that's been played tonight. I say 2-2. Two, two. What do you think, two, Tim? 3-1 uh, Wolves. 3-1 Wolves. Uh, what about uh, the youth game tomorrow morning? Mansell Town against Rotherham United. Uh, this could be an interesting one. Mansell Town, of course, top of their table Definitely, now, doing very, yes. very well. Yeah. 2-1 Mansfield. 2-1 Mansfield. I've gone 3-1 Mansfield. Trevor, what do you think? 2 all three two into Rotherham United. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinkston against Nuneaton Griff, the big FA Vars game. You've got to go with Pinkston, haven't you? You know, you just, I'm, I'm going to say two one to Pinkston. Two one Pinkston. I've gone one all. I'll say yeah. it'll be a draw. What do you think, Trevor? Four one. Four one to Pinkston, definitely. Uh, Liverpool against West <laughs> Brom. Uh, I've gone two one this week. I've still gone for a Liverpool win. Who knows? After let us down last week, big yeah. time Liverpool. But you're right. I think Klopp will sort it out this week. So I'm going to say two nil. Two nil to Liverpool. What do you think, Trevor? Four. 4-1 again Which, which 4-1 right. for Liverpool in the end We'll find out what happens with those of course uh, Next week Goodbye Trevor Goodbye Goodbye indeed And well done to our two winners of our ticket competition We asked you uh, which uh, former Stags player now plays for York We had a, two, uh, two pairs of tickets to give away uh, For the game against York on Monday the 28th of December uh, It is of course Verdane Oliver Which even Tim had to think about for a while Didn't <laughs> you did, Tim? I did, forget It, it seems so such yeah. a long time ago It is indeed Martin Barker and Yvonne Foster for, Both from Mansfield Well done uh, You've won the tickets this week And we'll let you know shortly How to get those tickets Tim, great to, to see you again in yeah. Studio 1 after Great being to be in back Studio in Studio 2. 1 yeah. <laughs> for a short while uh, don't forget Sports Talk back next week the final one of 2015 look back at uh, the uh, world of sport both locally and nationally from 2015 uh, in that show next Friday for 5.30 Saturday Sport tomorrow from 1 and a boxing special with Steve Wall come on Steve gotta do it and come on Got Dom Chiverton yeah. as well get it sorted tomorrow to and follow it every step of the way here on Mansour 103.2 and let's hope the Stags can get a win at home to Leighton Orient from me Jason Harrison Tim Morrison from everyone in the Mansour 103.2 sport team have a great night good night uh, hello, uh, yes, it's, it's me, Jason Harrison. Don't go just yet. Uh, we've not done just yet because, of course, during the show there, uh, the Jamie Maguire interview finished prematurely. Uh, now Tim Morris has left the building. He's gone far, far away, so there's no no, no chance of any sabotage now. So we can play you that final minute so of what Jamie Maguire had to say. Just for a completist out there who wanted to hear what Jamie wanted to say about him being a chest thumper, about Chris Clements, and also about Matt Green. So here it comes, that part of the interview that Tim sabotaged earlier on today oh, Tim Morris you've always been a, a chest thumper and a, a rallying call what's your rallying call to the fans over the coming weeks get behind us get behind us listen we're in seventh place um, the group has won as you say I'm in there we're buzzing all the boys are buzzing the staff are buzzing we're working really hard at the moment is, come round be our 12th man Saturday get real behind us and um, hopefully we can get the three points for you uh, no Chris Clements this week because of course he got sent off in, in the last game and that's a shame isn't it because he's really having a great season so far yeah it's, it's a shame as, you, as I just said before Clem's doing really well with Chappie the two good players and uh, you've seen that on Barnes on Saturday I thought both of them bossed the game they control the game both of them Clem was a bit unlucky but no um, a bit good to hear Chris is not there but as you say whoever steps in Saturday um, will do well hopefully and, um, and then Chris is back and then as you say we'll, we'll worry about Saturday first though 
and up front Matt Green is starting to find the net with regularity once he does yeah. that there's no stopping him is there no there's no stopping him I'm, I'm his biggest fan as you say I've seen him when, when I was uh, playing for Fleetwood and he scored a lot of goals for Mansfield um, I, I love watching him I love he scores a lot of goals in training I think he's not many behind the top goals now and think about it wait until he starts kicking in I think that's a scary thing about it when Matt Green kicks in and then I think teams will be worried and that's it that's genuinely it that is the end of the podcast for this week don't forget next week we're here uh, for the last one of 2015 looking back at the whole year of sport locally and nationally as well have a great weekend and we'll see you soon bye